Welcome to the Leanne Hart Podcast. Leanne is a mighty servant to God who wears many hats. She is a wife to J.W. Hart, the Iron Man of professional bull riding, a loving mother, and a bucking bull stock contractor alongside of her husband at Hart Cattle Company. But that's not all. She's an inspirational speaker, pastor, singer, songwriter, worship leader, and a beautiful sister in Christ. After the podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. Without further ado, I introduce you to your host, a true Holy Spirit hustler, a lovely and passionate woman, Miss Leanne Hart. Hey everybody, this is Leanne Hart with Leanne Hart Ministries, and I am sitting here with my girlfriend. We're actually sitting outside of my house because it's early, we have kids, nobody needed all that chaos this early in the morning, so we just thought we would come sit out here in my Sprinter van and uh, get a little quiet with one another. Amy just came in yesterday, actually, to pick up some puppies. For her little girls because and her mom not just the little girls i better reiterate that real fast two puppies one is going home with her the other is going home with her mama but amy just came in from pangburn arkansas she's been a friend of mine for i think probably seven years is what we were trying to figure out this morning just the length of time that we've actually been friends she's going to sit and talk with you about the call which is a pretty incredible program that several communities in arkansas are part of it's really close near and dear to my heart because we have been involved in sort of a way not with the call but through um, the system with kids fostering and adoption and different things and that's what that sort of is wrapped around and she'll explain all of that in a second but we just had to kind of bring us into a funny part of our friendship <laughs> we're just sitting here and i don't know how long ago it was amy that you came audra came maria came christy came you all drove from arkansas you're here you had a lot of experiences while you were here you were learning to tag some baby calves run mamas off with horns with horns <laughs> Let's add that. I've tagged calves, but our cows don't have horns. So that was, that was a new fun thing for us. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty fun. And, you know, there was that time that I walked in on, I think what we did, we thought of was like all four of you cleaning my refrigerator. Yeah. You're going to have to share a little bit about that. Well, it just, <laughs> you had went somewhere. I can't remember. Um, and we just smelt something so we thought we'd take care of it for you and about halfway through we were like oh we hope this doesn't make her very mad at us so I think we gave you like a warning text like hey hope you don't mind but uh we're cleaning your fridge out so and it was so funny because I thought I am that's the kind of friends I want in my life are the kind of friends that if they smell something bad around me that they will at least tell me or throw me in a, in the bathtub or something but I mean a real friend really cleans your refrigerator out just saying yeah I mean, I mean we got the Clorox out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay Amy so um introduce yourself tell us a little bit about your childhood that I know that uh this story is I love that this morning you're pretty humble and you're like I don't really have a story and 
Yeah, you really, really do. I love, I love how encouraging you are when it comes to staying hooked up and um, the endurance that you've had for your relationship with the Lord and the desire that you've had to keep growing, um, even in even in your education and even in wanting to know more, your desire to know more your desire to stir things up in your community and stay connected and your heart for kids. And you're, I, I love that you never stopped trying to figure out how you could be connected. There was a gifting that God laid on your heart. And sometimes we really limit that gift. And I've never witnessed you limit that gift. I've only seen you dig deeper. So, um, Amy Pettit, would you share a little bit about your story? Sure. So my childhood was nothing fancy or crazy. Um, grew up on some acreage surrounded by my family. My uncle lived down the road. My grandpa lived down the road. So we didn't really know anything other than walking barefoot to grandpa's for chocolate gravy in the mornings. <laughs> and um, he always drove us to the bus to school. Um, that was um, that was it. You know, grew up working in hayfields, and um, it kept you humble. I know you yeah. mentioned earlier that I was humble about it, but really, it kept you humble. Um, we didn't do a lot of crazy fun things, but that was fine. We didn't realize that we didn't do that. So, um, it was just a fun childhood. Yeah. Um, what we made it be, we didn't do the video game stuff and all of that. We were outside in it all the time, and I think that's what kind of enacted me always staying active, mm. doing things. Um either outside or within the community, as you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. What about your faith? You grew up, I know you grew up in church. You brought me mm -hmm. to, uh, to speak at a ladies conference one time. And so I tell them a little bit about how you, we met. So we met, I think you came to El Paso mm -hmm. and, um, I went to that conference, listened to you preach there, and then started listening to your Facebook posts, and um, you would speak about life groups, and I think I was thinking, you know, we don't have anything like that in the area where I'm at. I, Painburn is a very small, very small town, like, we finally got a four-way, and we were very happy about that. <laughs> it wasn't just one stop sign, yeah. so, um, awesome. so, I mean, we didn't have anything like that with our area churches, and um, I just... I think I sent you a Facebook message and asking you about life groups didn't really honestly expect a reply because you had a lot of people that followed you. <laughs> and I think it was, um, like a week later you messaged me your phone number and said, Hey, give me a call. And from there we just started talking and, um, talking about Christ and that just kind of grew our friendship as well. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been any conversation we've ever had that he wasn't really in the center of. I don't think so. At all, you know. And so, I've, the majority of most of the best people I've met, a lot of, a lot of women have come out of Arkansas, which is kind of fun <laughs> because I love Arkansas, El Paso, love mm -hmm. El Paso, love um, El, the cowboy church there. And I love that some people take me literally. They're like, <laughs> she says, come to Oklahoma, and I'm going to see if she really means yeah. it. And I really do. I'm yeah. like, I invite everywhere I go. I'm like, so, you know, hook up with me. Come visit me. And just last week, I had a friend uh, from El Paso, her mom. Well, we became friends last week. I mean, just the boldness that this 20-year-old uh, had. Her mom reached out to me and said, hey, uh, 
my daughter's walking through some things. She's fixing it, walking to a new season in her life. You mentioned that there was an open invitation to come to your house. So could she come visit you? And she drove on a Friday, got here at like 930 that night, stepped into this mess, you know, and I was like, I love it when people take me for real. Yeah. I'm like, for real. Like, I think the first time that we came, um, you had, it was not long after that first phone conversation, you were like, well, you just come anytime. I'm like, how about this Thursday? Yeah. (laughs) You were like, yeah, that works. So, uh, me and some friends loaded up and we came this way. Yeah. So, and cleaned your fridge out. So it was a great, great I love that at the end of the day, when you guys were here, I was like, all right, it's time to get our spiritual jam on, you know, and we studied the word all night long. We did. Yeah. I don't think we got in bed till like three. Yeah. We had our Bibles open like we do right now and we just studied the word of God all night long and that that's what the foundation of our friendship was mm-hmm. was built on and I, uh, so so you know you grew up in Arkansas had a pretty mm-hmm. great life and you don't think it was anything exciting but I I kind of I think that sometimes it's those things that other people may not think are super exciting that really lead to um gosh just really our foundation we just I just Mm -hmm. mentioned that but that's you know that foundation that we have it was solid yeah it was a solid uh raisin yeah so I I said it wasn't exciting but that doesn't mean I didn't love it because it was it was what I needed in my life to to grow up as Uh, I wouldn't have wanted barefoot and chocolate gravy I mean (laughs) well and every now and then so I didn't ride horses growing up I had a mule and I loved riding my little mule, Ruby. So we would, um, I think we had like five kids on her one time. And she was little. Like she was not, she was like the size of a small donkey. She was not yeah. a big mule. But um, that's what, that's, we would ride her over there every now and then. Bareback. I never put a saddle on that thing. I think hardly ever. But, um, I mean, that's just what we did. So, so my nickname back at home was Mule Skinner. <laughs> because I would bring my mule to the horse shows. I was unashamed. So it totally makes me think of Dolly Parton's Mule Skinner Blues. <laughs> oh man, I loved my little mule. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love the. I love those little moments that we have where we're we're like nobody can take this from me. Oh no, it may not matter to anybody else in the world, mm-hmm. but that little moment, that little. Yeah. That little donkey, that little, you know, I just love that so much. I love that with all my heart. So you grew into, you know, you grew into who you are now. And all of those things as a child really helped stabilize your walk. Do you feel? And then you, how'd you meet your husband? You you guys have been married for how long? 15 years next month. Yeah. Yeah. woo I know. So I was raised in church. Um, my mama always made sure we were there Sundays, Wednesdays, VBS um, with duck juice. I can't think of talk. Duck juice is. Orange. I was like, you better explain. It's orange lemonade or orange uh, Gatorade, but he always <laughs> called it duck juice, um, which we thought was cool because we thought we were getting something we didn't normally get to have. That is so. <laughs> hey, parents out there, creativity. I know, right? That's awesome. Made it all all fun, but yeah. Gatorade, so we, duck um, juice. you know. <laughs> He put it in a big igloo cooler, so we didn't know what was in there. No, it was great. Um, So we were there for every little church thing, um, and it just, that provided the solid foundation. 
And then um, moving into meeting my husband, um, I did not like my husband at first. And he's not going to care that I say this because it's our relationship. Um, so he was actually um, in the military with my brother. And we all went four-wheeler riding over where I grew up. There's um, a WMA, and we could ride, at the time, ride four-wheelers on it. And um, we went to ride four-wheelers. My first ever conversation was with him on the phone, my brother's phone. He had went, my brother went to get gas for our four wheelers. Now, was it a flip phone? Was it a bag? No, phone? it was the <laughs> the um, the one that just had buttons that you had to hit like three times to get your C. You know, <laughs> it wasn't a flip phone. I wasn't no that smart cool. phone. I wasn't that cool to get the flip phone. No, <laughs> um, but he called my brother's phones like, Hey, where y'all at? And he was, and then he realized it wasn't my brother speaking. And he was like, who are you? And I was like, Amy and you know, Thomas's sister. And his first words were Thomas has a sister and he didn't tell me. <laughs> so yeah, that, that did not make a great first impression. Um, but for, I guess from there on, we were friends for a while. Um, we have ponds at our house, and so he came over fishing a lot because he loved fish. And, um, gosh, I can't, I don't know how long we knew each other before we started dating, officially dating. Um, 15 think, years, uh, three babies later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I so, a, a deployment in a there. Deployment. He had just gotten wow. home from a deployment when we met, and maybe a year later was deployed to Iraq again. Wow. So, yeah. So, it was him and my brother were deployed together. And so has this affected him everything going on in the news was everything his heart and his um, yeah I think yeah it does yeah we're gonna have to so. pray over that at the end aren't we absolutely <laughs> absolutely so you, I don't think you can be a veteran in it not I was about you. to say that is exactly where I was about <laughs> yes. to go I don't think you can be a veteran with everything going on in the world and it not mm -hmm. a veteran of any war it doesn't have to be that's it yeah that's exactly absolutely it. Yeah. So you had a desire to grow in your relationship with the Lord. You wanted to know more. I know that you were always asking me, how do you study? What are you using? What are the tools that you're using? And then mm -hmm. before I know it, you're like, you're, you're in college. You're, you're, you have enrolled in, in Liberty University. Yes. Was it? You're right. And yeah. so uh, that process for anybody out there that is like, how can I grow? What can I do? Sometimes you just have to do it. Absolutely. And you just did it. Absolutely. So I, I had had my associate's degree just in general studies. And I never went further than that. And um, I always wanted to continue my education. I wasn't sure what in. Um, as we said, my husband is a veteran. And so I decided, and I really love helping people. Like that's just, that's, that's my jam. I like to help people. Mm -hmm. And um, being married to a veteran, having a brother as a veteran, and just many others around me, um, I decided I wanted to be a counselor and specialize in military resilience. Well, that changed after I enrolled in Liberty. And by the way, Liberty University, you're going to see that like that's in West Virginia, why in the world I'm from Arkansas, it's online and it is very, very doable. If you're a mama at home thinking I can't do that, you can, you absolutely can. Yeah. It is possible. Um, and, but anyway, Sorry, I saw a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good squirrel. That was a good squirrel. Yeah. Um, I, that changed to Christian counseling because I don't think you can fully heal without Christ. You have to have Christ in there. And so that my changed from military resilience counseling to 
Christian counseling, which my husband had a little bit to do with that as well. He, he really did not want me. <laughs> he didn't want me all up in his head. I think for, <laughs> for one thing, um, I am already. But, um, you know, I, I think it was just better for his heart as well for me to, yeah. to go this way. And um, well, There's I, a fullness in Christ for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. How long did that take you? It took me, I want to say, two and a half years. Okay. Um, which I did space mine out a little bit because I do have three kids. Yeah. Um, I was not working at the time. Um, thankfully, my husband provides for us to where I don't have to work. So that did help a lot. Um, but with the three kids, and one of them at the time was um, th- two mm-hmm. when I started. Yeah. So it was a handful. Um, but it was manageable. So it took a lot of time, a lot of late night studying. But it was definitely doable. So well, I know. you have always had a heart for kids too. And yeah. how did you kind of identify that you had that kind of that you had a heart for babies? Like you always had a heart to help and serve. I remember you asking me some specific things about the foster care system mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. And then before I know it, you have your neighbors' babies coming over. I can't remember the details of all yeah. of that. You remember the details. You lived it. Yeah. But they were coming over and you were feeding them and you were taking care of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're actually the one that got me in this ministry. I don't know if you know this or not, but (laughs) when I came over, you were fostering, um, I think Elsie at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so seeing that and seeing yours and JW's love for that, it kind of sparked that interest in, um, that in Arkansas, Fostering's not for me and my husband, and I know that, but I knew there was a way that I could help or be involved in that, and so I just kind of started seeking it out. wasn't really not, I didn't have a clue of where to go about that, and I think it was like two weeks later after that, my son came home and said, hey, this organization called The Call came and spoke to my class today. I think you should go to the meeting. It's about foster care. So I was like, okay, God, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So that was definitely um, a God-driven thing. And I attended the meeting and signed up um, first to be a church advocate. So through my church, working with the call. Um, And then moved into church engagement coordinator and now the county coordinator for Cleveland County in Arkansas. And so it was just a, a... what I think was a quick process of getting getting through it and just really um, stepping into the community and helping. We support the foster families and the foster children in Cleveland County. So and the organization is statewide. Um, we are in, I'm going to get this wrong, I don't think it's 57, no, 55 of the 75 counties in Arkansas. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yes. So it's it's amazing to work with all the other county coordinators as well and just see the blessings throughout Arkansas that the call can do. For so first of all, you prayed, you prayed oh. that the Lord, that was it. Like I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing the order of yeah. the, of this, you know, you prayed to, to be part of something mm-hmm. and your desire was to have your hand in something similar to foster care, but you already identified, you guys had identified I'm not a foster parent. No. How can I help with this? I think that's a lot of the hangups for a lot of people because they think the only way to have their hand in the system in a healthy way is, oh, I got, I got to be a foster parent. Well, I can't do that. So I'll just step back, pray for you on the outside. Good luck. Which and is good. Yeah. Praying for them pre- is great. We appreciate the prayer. But there are so many other ways you can help. And to you can participate. How, you know, other oh, ways yeah. to participate in that. So 
Absolutely. I, I love that you're like, I went, I, there was an invitation. I went to this thing that your son told you about. Mm-hmm. That's so great. And, and you just answered that, but it also answered you. You know, you, yes. you stepped into something and it, it responded and, and that's huge. And I, I love too, that you were able to recognize that that's a mobile position. I mean, you, you leveled mm-hmm. up in that position. You start here. And sometimes I think we get to a place we think we need to be there a little bit longer, but that door continued to open for you and you just stepped into that door. And yeah. ooh, well, I didn't kind step of, into it quickly. Like, it's a thing I'm you like, pray about. <laughs> right. Like I'm like, I mean, that's like, whoa, yeah. that's leveling up at rapid speed. Yes. I didn't do it without praying about it first though, yeah. because, and speaking to my husband, because the county coordinator position is a lot. Yes. It's, it's a lot. I'm very thankful for it. It humbles me daily and it teaches me about God daily. Um, but it also kind of breaks your heart a little bit in the process because you see the kids coming in, you see the, the court cases, the everything. Um, sometimes when the, we have some amazing foster parents in our community and they speak a lot together, they communicate and it's great. So you see the hurt in them and it hurts your heart. So it's definitely something I had to pray about, but it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to help the kids and those families. I got to visit the call that your the facility, Mm -hmm. the housing. Yes. Let's just say you invited me after El Paso one day. Was Mm -hmm. it El Paso? Yeah. A couple years, two years ago, I Mm -hmm. think now, uh, paint a picture for the listeners because I followed you and it looked, it just looked like a house across from a church. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, the ground floor, because it was two floors? Yes. Two floors. The ground floor looked like I walked into a... Massive closet. A massive <laughs> closet. That's exactly what yeah. it looked like. You walk in, and it's organized in age groups. It's organized with supplies and needs as mm-hmm. needed as they age up. You have a washer and dryer in there where you're washing clothes. You've got... Upstairs, it looks like um, a, a it looks like a house, mm-hmm. and you've got it set aside. It's it's you know there are room room by room by room by room for whatever, but it, you need to do in those rooms, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's a setting that's inviting. It's comfortable. It it provides comfort. It pro, it provides protection. It's yeah. like a home. It's there, but it's, it's a used using facility for a multitude of things. So I wanted to paint that picture for the listeners and anybody listening right now, because I would, I, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, I, I, I want to bring everybody here that has a desire to do something, but says, I can't, I, I can't foster a child. I'm not in a place to do that, but I want to have my hand in helping, um, the generations to come and helping those that uh, want to foster but may not have a place to come mm-hmm. or adopt or 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 to family team build to build yeah. teams you know families back together and bridge mm-hmm. that back together so share a little bit if you would um about the housing about the i've just explained a lot but i don't live there daily you do and what it is what's the process for people to bring items in what does that look like who's involved, all the things. Okay. So that's your specialty. <laughs> yes. So um, the call house is what we, we call it. It is our support center. So the call mall, as you were talking about, we have everything from 
beds when you need a bed for a kid coming into care late at night. We'll take it to you. Mattresses, sheets, blankets, clothes, toothbrushes, brushes, lice kits. I mean, we have yeah. diapers, anything you're going to need for your placement while you're there. We have it in there, and it's completely free to any foster parent to come in there and get they don't have to ask me. They have a code. They can go in and get it, or they can call it. Call us, and we'll take it to them. Oh. Um, and then upstairs, while we do have a couple of offices, we also, we the main part of the house, we want it to feel like a home because we do host visits with biological parents, and that's important because reunification is the ultimate goal when you have a child in foster care. Right. And so we didn't want a cold setting for them yeah. to come and visit their child for, you know, two to four hours yeah. a time. And um, so it's home. We have the couch, the table. They're welcome to use our kitchen to cook a meal if they want to. Every now and then we leave stuff out for them uh-huh. so they can do that. And then we have what we call the visit room, and it's basically a playroom. It's, it's full of toys and a movie if they want to have movie night or movie time with their parents. Um, of course, bathrooms. Um, we do help with um, what we call emergency assist. And it's if they get some kids in either in the middle of the night or even during the day and they're like, hey, they need a bath. They need their clothes cleaned or maybe they got head lice. Can you help us out? We help with that as well. Now, so. the, the, the women, the men and women that work with you, are they volunteers? Are background checks? Are they, is it paid positions? Um, who are your volunteers? So we mainly run off of a volunteer basis. If they're going to have any contact with the actual foster children, like for our emergency assist team, or we help with transport to visits every now and then, they do have background checks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to go that far. You can just be a volunteer in our call mall, and you don't have to, you don't have to do the background checks if you don't wish to do that um, for all of those. Um, some, those so positions. it's boots on the ground boots in on, America. Oh. Absolutely. It's missionary work in America. Yes, we are 100% a, a missionary. I mean, we don't do our work without the church. I need to point that out. Right. Because we can't do our work without the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the, the call decided to think outside of the box to help the crisis in Arkansas and the need for foster and adoptive parents. And they did that. They filled that box by utilizing the church to help recruit, to help support so we can't do what we do How without the church. How many churches do you have involved in the community? We have um, 43 active churches in Heber or in Cleburne County that help support the call. Wow. Just in Cleburne County. And that's monetary support. That's We do what we call Barnabas families. Mm-hmm. So we assign a church that that foster family is not from to help them as well. Wow. So they feed them. They is the majority them. of your kids local. Um, I say that because I know that a lot of times, uh, they're not. They're not. Know, like, no, we actually have I think placed in our county right now more out of county kids than in county. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that our kids are going out of county a lot either, unless they're placed with family. Mm-hmm. So, um, thankfully, we're able to place most of our kids in in our county. Um, but we just have our foster parents are, they're foster parents. So they take the call whenever they, they get it. And so. How many active families do you have? And are they more kinship or traditional families? Hmm. So we have 20 that are. Families, like separate families. Yes. 
I am blown away right now. That's just in Cleburne County. Well, I'm in Love County, <laughs> and we were the only foster really? family here. So we have 20 that are traditional. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's, but there's such a need. There's so many more provisional. I mean, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yes, and that's just. I mean, that's just Cleburne County. I want to say in Arkansas. Pull my numbers out here. Yeah, get the numbers out. This is incredible. And this is working. This is this is a program that is flourishing. I mean, prospering. Wow. It's incredible. So, the call has opened over 2,600 foster and adoptive families in Arkansas. Wow. Yes. That's not including the provisionals because we don't open. And when I say we open them, we don't. We don't do that. Now, they what is the provisional? Because I'm thinking kinship, kinship, traditional. Kinship. Okay, so kinship yes. is provisional. Yes. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So, we work alongside with DCFS. We don't actually open them. We what just help DCFS? them. What is DCFS? Department of Child and Family Services. Okay, so it's DHS. DHS here. Yes. Okay. CPS in yes. Texas. So, they're a different name. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, we work alongside with them. So, we just help the foster parents with the process. We help them with the paperwork. We provide the training at no cost to them. And then um, we continue. We work with their continuing education in Arkansas. You have to have 15 continuing education hours per year, so we provide that for them as well at no cost to them. Because now, want- does the DHS or the DS DCFS DCFS <laughs> do they provide fostering within their system as mm-hmm. well? And you guys are just um, an additive additive to that. Yes. Like you're, are there other um, organizations like the call in Arkansas there is that are yes. independent of yet not dependent on the DHS or the DS I can't DCSF I'll need child to write services that. yes right. yes that. yeah there are there okay are, yes. and so this is you're just part of a you're just a wing off of how would you say the pro- progress is for what you guys do because of what you have readily available is it is it more popular is it um i don't know if popular is the word um hmm. i think we're known more just because we do get our word out we um and we work through the churches yeah i mean we do informational meetings once monthly every county does it and it's through the churches like we actually go into the church and have the meeting the church um, different churches host us and um, I think that helps us become more known so you know in our eyes a good home for these kids is a Christian home someone that can provide that godly love that these these kids and these bio families need Mm -hmm. and um, so we we recruit through the church and that's just the the basis for what it the family is yeah and that christianity is not something that's pushed on no yeah families that are like oh no oh no oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) um you know it's more of an invitation and a choice and this is the way that we choose okay i love i love that and and so i'm i'm kind of just sitting here going this is such a opportunity how would another state like get started with the call are there other states that you know of that are doing something similar are is it something that is just housed in arkansas so arkansas is the only state with a call 
but that doesn't mean that your state can't adapt something similar. Um, I would encourage any anybody listening that wants to know more about it to go to the website, which is just thecallinarkansas.org. Um, you can learn so much on that website about what we can offer, what we do, and there's also contacts to our state office if they want to call them and say, hey, how do we get this started here? We want something similar. Can you give us some advice? The ladies there are amazing and would would help with that for sure. What is the turnover rate for your workers when it comes to your childcare workers that you guys work with? Because I would think that it would not be um, a fast turnover. I would think that because of the experience that I've had in Oklahoma, I know there is a fast turnover mm -hmm. because of the heaviness that comes with the job. It affects the workers physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, mm -hmm. all of the things, you know, and it affects foster parents as well. We, yeah. we've been foster parents for over 12 years and that's honestly like a veteran foster parent at this point because Absolutely. of all of the heaviness. But here in Oklahoma, we have not had something like the call. Mm -hmm. When we would get a child, we might get a child with maybe a bag, maybe the clothes that they have. I may have to go get a car seat. I may ha I'll, I will have to go buy a bed myself. I might have to go in the middle of the night to a Walmart that was open to get formula and diapers that I might need to have. Mm -hmm. It would just, those things were not provided by DHS. As a matter of fact, a lot of times they would be like, we don't have any of that here. You will have to go get it. And it's not like you're compensated in that moment, especially if you are a uh, emergency placement, which is what JW and I were for years. We've only long-termed um, a handful of kids because of our travel mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, so those items that you're talking about that the call provides were not provided for here. And so it's so, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, this is so awesome because, but how do you get it started? How did, how is it funded? My first question, going back to, because I'm squirreling right now, is the counselors. Does it help your child care workers, counselors, workers, does it help them having that support from you guys, or do you see a, a heavy turnover rate still? No, I think, I think it helps them. Um, for sure, it's easier to place a child if you call and they say, well, we don't have a bed. Well, we can take care of that. Let's help you with that. Let's get the, this child in a in a bed for the night. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I no, I think it really, it helps. And they know that we're there to support them as well. Um, I mean, we work hand in hand with them. Right. And I think that that helps them tremendously. And I do want to point out, um, we don't only help with the foster families. Every now and then we'll get a call and be like, hey, we've got this bio dad. He's struggling. He really could use some diapers. And we're going to help that because awesome. we want that family to be together. Um, and so I think that helps them as well because they, you know, as long, the more they can keep that child in that home, you know, the child's not in danger. It's just, you know, we're struggling right now. And, and is um, there a limit to that? And I think that's a good thing because we see, a, we, we live in an America where it's a lot of times we are creating uh, more takers than we are makers. Mm -hmm. And that's been kind of a motto of my heart with being over the toy drive and the angel tree for Love County over the years is that we are, we want to help provide 
but we also don't want to get you to a place where you're always expecting this handout where you do have a desire that's created on the inside for yeah. you to not be on this list next year and maybe be a volunteer next year. So is there a limit to that draw? You've got a family that needs this, but then they're really not actively doing anything for themselves and they're just completely becoming dependent on you. Is there, is there a line? For our foster families, no. I'll support them in any way that they need it. Um, for the bio parents, I think the I think the child the DCFS kind of does that themselves. So they handle that. So they handle not, that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's to a point where they feel like they need to ask us, I they mean, like will. some car dealerships provide three oil changes for free, <laughs> and then you have to start paying. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's a healthy thing to get in your mind yeah. that I better get something moving and motivated or this is going to happen. You yeah. Know? So I was just curious about that because sometimes yeah. I think we don't, we, we open the door and we do need to limit that door, not even just inside of the call, but even inside of our homes, because mm-hmm. we don't, we don't realize that just by saying here, come get all that you can, that that person may not see a, a limit to it. And then they start yeah. to take advantage of it. Yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to deal with that, that part of it. That is awesome. Um, within the call. Yeah. So, and I, I do want to say, even with our foster parents, I'm, I'm one of those that I, I have this job because we are supporting the foster parents and that's what I'm going to do. So if they need something, I'm going to try to figure out how to get it for them. And something that I have learned is that God always provides in this ministry. Always. So we might have, we had, just an example, we had an expense um, come in that we paid for. We didn't question. We did it. We moved on and a check was dropped through our mail slot or not check cash. Let me rephrase that cash was dropped through our mail slot for the exact amount the next day. Wow. We didn't advertise anything. We didn't say, Oh man, we've had this expense. Yeah. We just did it. And God took care of it. I mean, he, he provides every single time. I really wanted to be able to get school shoes. I mean, every kid wants a new pair of shoes for school. And I really wanted to be able to do that this year for our children in foster care in Cleburne County. And we had a church just randomly give enough money for that. Gosh. And so all of the foster children was able to get a new pair of shoes. Yeah. We had a backpack drive not long ago and it was hot. It was so hot. Um, my volunteers are troopers. Thank you if you're listening. But um, we sat in front of Walmart, did a backpack drive, and we, we have 40, I think we, we had 42 kids on the list that needed a backpack. And we had 60 backpacks donated. Wow. And like 20-something lunch boxes and an abundance of cash donations as well. So we are community-driven. One hundred percent. We're not government funded at all. We are a nonprofit. No, we are not government funded at all. Um, when we was just the call founded? Two thousand and seven. So it's not even that no. old. No. So our um, Cleburne County's affiliate. We are celebrating our tenth year being open. So yeah, we're so That's excited. Awesome. Yeah, that is pretty neat, and. Who did someone, a family just have this on their heart? Was it a mom? Was it a dad? Was it a group of people? Was it a church? Was it? It was just some community members that saw the, the, the need. crisis need. 
and it just spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hope people are listening to this. This is so great. And so they just went into the churches and yes. they started to advocate for that. And, and this was where they donated a house to, or did they buy the house? What did that look like? Um, so they, they first went with the DCFS and was like, how can we help you? We see the need. What can we do to help? Mm-hmm. And they just said, you know, we just really need more families. And so they started utilizing the church to get that information out. Yeah. Um, started providing the trainings. Um, I think they first, they officially opened their first home in maybe 2000. And they started this process in 2006, opened their first home in 2007. So, um, man, I don't even think they had a building to start out. Wow. I know in Cleveland County, um, when it started there, they were doing it out of their garage. Wow. Out of their, yeah. And then um, we ended up having an amazing church give us an opportunity to have our support center. Um, and that looks different in every county for Arkansas. Some have more of a, like a business-like building setting. They all feel like home. They yeah. all have amazing visit centers um, and support centers. They all, you know, they all have the home-like setting because that's important. Yeah. Um, but they're all they all look different. And your office is there. Is there? Do you have other counselors that are there on staff? Um, no. We so I'm. I'm not technically a counselor with them. I'm just a county coordinator. So I, I, don't, I don't even use my degree technically for yeah. my job, but yeah. that's okay because it gave me the, the bottom line of what I needed, the baseline of what I needed. The to education. Yeah. Yes. And the backbone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have a backbone to be yes. in foster care. Absolutely. Um, but we have, um, I have an administrative assistant, Jamie. She's awesome. She helps me. She keeps me in line. I couldn't do my job without her. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows it. But, um, and then everyone else is volunteer. So we have coordinators for different positions, but they're volunteer. So we have someone that's over the call mall that comes in and makes sure everything, all of the donations How many are, volunteers do you have with you? Um, do you know, like, I mean, that you depend on that are pretty much at every meeting, even though they may bring volunteers on, like mm-hmm. what's your foundational uh, number for volunteers that you work with pretty much on a monthly basis when it comes to that? So I'm going to say, because I don't count. Yeah. <laughs> 15, a, 15. A, a rough like estimate. The, yeah. the ones that are there all the, that help the most, 15. Yeah. Now we have others that come when they can and they're, they are so they're needed as well. And we yeah. appreciate them just as much as we appreciate. They fill the it others. in whenever others Absolutely. maybe need a break. Yes. Okay. Or, um, you know, we have volunteers that we call and say, Hey, this person's donated a bed. Can you come pick it up and bring it, bring it to here? And they do it. See the so. closest that we get now to fostering cause we're retired foster families, <laughs> but I'm definitely an advocate for it because we were in the system for so long yeah. as foster families, traditional and kinship wise we've adopted six kids so um the closest thing we have to that now is whenever cattle or horses or sheep or anything get out in the middle of the night then we get the call to go (laughs) to go and (laughs) and get the four-legged animals we've done so much people have helped us with hours enough we give back that way but i love i love the inspiration that you know i love the call I've loved it, and I've wanted to have you on this podcast for some time now. I've wanted you to come talk to our church. I'm like, I want you to come tell everyone about this. And, um, you know, thinking about about the call, 
you mentioned James one twenty one twenty seven seven. That being, is that like just a root of of? Well, it's a biblical mandate. Thank he you. calls us to look after the widows and orphans. I mean, God, this God tells us this is what you need to do. Yeah. And so that's what we base our ministry off of. Does everyone have to be a Christian to be part of your organization? They do have to be. Yeah. They have to be involved in a church. Um, we will ask that you sign a statement of faith because we want to we want to make sure we're all like-minded. Now, I'm not going to... That's not saying that a foster family comes to us and says, well, we don't really attend church. And we're going to say, well, you can't foster. We'll redirect you to the DCFS to become open because... I mean, I'm not saying that if you're not a Christian, you can't you can't do that. But for us, we work through the church. For me and my house, we serve the Lord. And Absolutely, that's a choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, for us, for our volunteers, and for the foster families that we recruit, you do, we do ask that you are a Christian. Mm. And I'm not ashamed to ask you that because that's just that's the foundation. And the good part our. about knowing that someone's a Christian, they'll have obviously it's easy to find out their fruit. It's Absolutely. easy to, to go and talk when you talk to their contacts, mm-hmm. they'll tell you where they've been serving and what they've been doing and, and yes. a little bit about their heart where sometimes that is a little bit harder for people that are not connected with mm-hmm. a like minded group of people. Yes. To actually say, Hey, this is where they're encouraging or this is what they've been doing and they've had a heart for this for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It, it helps our organization flow better. Yeah. Because we are we are all like minded. Well, you're all in the same river. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Know. Yeah. That's that's really encouraging. Nobody's trying to float upstream. Have you least. had any issues with that like negatively come against you guys? And how do you handle those if you do? So we call it state office now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something yeah, we definitely have some negative issues and um and I I joke, but our state office handles that yeah. so well. I mean, they, um, we give them Christ. (laughs) Yeah. We're not judging, you know, that's, that's not what we're here to do. But, um, we, on the county level, we just contact our state office and they handle it for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, like, what has been one of your biggest struggles there? Oh, man. I think mainly it's just having enough families i mean there's even with all the families all the families we have there's still a crisis in foster care in arkansas wow as is there is everywhere it's not just arkansas it's every state oh i know yeah Um, absolutely but yeah it's just having enough families yeah absolutely and how has this taken a toll on you in a negative way and how did you deal with that um it definitely pulls your heartstrings I mean you gotta tighten them (laughs) yeah all the time but um I mean I just pray my husband is so supportive and I could not do it without him and his support um he prays with me he sees when I have a struggling day and or a struggling moment and he knows I can't tell him everything but uh he just prays with me and uh, I mean that's that's what gets I think the entire organization through is God's strength. Do you ever have any families that you're like, it's hard for you to allow kids to go back into? Bio families? Um, Thankfully, we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's all DCFS. We're just here to support the families that are open foster families. It's 
I love that it's just a phase. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, a part of the puzzle. Yeah. And so that's not that other pressure gets put on another um, department. Yeah. And so that's that's a plus because yes. this is enough. You yes. know, and, and I think sometimes we get into something and we're like, I don't know if I can handle any of this or how much I can handle of this. But, you know, I love that there's a limit mm-hmm. to that. And then you, you release it for someone else to yes. to deal with that. Yeah. And so, and vice versa for our DCFS. They don't have to worry about, oh, well, are they going to have the things that they need to care for this child? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a hand-in-hand thing there. So basically if anybody's listening out there if you guys get started or want or have a desire to get started go to your local state office with for child care your dhs as it is here or dcs dcfs fs department of child and family services oh my gosh and cps if you're in texas or whatever the s's are all the way services in your state (laughs) go to your child services in your state and see what their needs are so that you can Maybe get with a group. Oh, it would be really hard to do on your own. I would think that this would be mm-hmm. really hard to get stirred, but it's absolutely not impossible not if at this all. has been laid on your heart. Sometimes you just need to open up your mouth and share with someone mm-hmm. what your heart is. You never know who that may connect with and what they may be inspired to do right alongside of you. So um, I pray that everyone that is listening to this podcast is encouraged. You are not all called to be foster parents, and that is okay. You are not all called to be adoptive parents, and that is okay. You may be called to go be the one that gathers a basket full of diapers and drops it off, and that will be um, the most, one of the, that's, that is, it's like, I think sometimes in church, people look at themselves like, I'm just the one cleaning the church. I'm I'm just the one wiping the toilets down. Um, I'm, I'm just a you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. and they don't realize how just important they are, you know, in every part of it takes, you know, every hand, every heart on deck really. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys are listening and you have a desire, go to your child services, see what their needs are. Talk to the churches in your area, um, an organization, maybe a life group that you're part of, see if there's anyone else it's just a matter of starting a conversation to see absolutely the flame that might be alive in someone else and they may say you know what i don't want to buy diapers but i'll get the wipes or meal you would not believe how thankful foster parents are for a meal (laughs) i mean seriously that's awesome bring them a meal hey you're having a hard day let me bring you dinner wow and you there's so much here we're like right at almost you know 50 minutes and i'm like gosh there's so many more things so they can check you out at or they can check the call at mm-hmm. the call arkansas.org the call in arkansas.org the call in arkansas.org and if they want to get in touch with you amy like how what are your social media platforms that they can maybe reach out to you if they want to talk to you personally yeah or uh, your so email I'm, or whatever i'm on facebook amy pettit um, and then shoot me an email. It's a pettit, a p e t t i t at the org. Okay. Well, we're just going to say thank you. And you have, you are just incredible to me because not only are you doing this, but you kicked off homeschooling this year <laughs> with your kiddos and, and they're blowing your mind because you know you've got one that's already a week ahead of everything. Yeah. So on day two, obviously you're doing something right, and you're encouraging your kids to be doers, and that's a that's a good job, Mama. Thank you. A good job. Thank you. You know, and so um, 
any last words of encouragement that you have for any listener that's been paying attention? Uh, anything you feel like we didn't touch because we touched a lot um, and talked about a lot. So my favorite verse is First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight um, to be steadfast and immovable in your works in the Lord. And I think that is my driving verse to be active in um, the foster care community. Like Leanne said so many times, you don't have to foster. You don't have to adopt. That's okay if you can't do those things, but you can still be involved in so many different ways. Um, I encourage you to speak to your churches. The the most giving people, giving hearts, you're going to find in a church. Mm -hmm. And um, the most helpful hearts. So go speak to your churches about helping out and um, do those works in the Lord. So good. That is so good. Okay. So as I was, as you were saying that I was thinking of something and I was like, I just totally squirreled and lost it. But, um, uh, I will say that one thing I did not hear you say is that there have been hindrances from the pandemic. You didn't talk about that. And, and as we're still going here for a minute, I just want to commend you for, I love that I have not heard anything negative. <laughs> it's a refreshing conversation to have, you know, that, that, that those have been pretty big hangups and I, I'm sure you guys had to deal with several things from that. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it slowed anything down. Um, if it did, God took care of it. I mean, he blesses this ministry immensely, and we are very thankful for that. So, I mean, the, the pandemic's there. It's still here, it, and you just have to move through it. You have to continue doing your walk in the Lord through it. And as far as your husband being a veteran, mm-hmm. how can we pray for them? Pray for him and, and others. Like, what is, because you're pretty hard, you know, you're pretty close to that situation, yeah. and with everything going on, in the world and our government. Um, yeah, so um, pray for their hearts and their minds. You mentioned the pandemic. Um, more soldiers die daily of suicide than they do of COVID, than people do of COVID. So, um, I mean, pray for them soldiers in their hearts. They they come home with some baggage Yeah. sometimes that is not easily laid down. That's right. And... Um, just like a foster family, it takes a community to wrap around them as well. Okay. All right. You guys hear the mandate of what you need to pray for. <laughs> it's not about changing the government. It's changing people. And then people change <laughs> <Absolutely>. the government. <laughs> so there you go. And uh, hearts, 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 hearts. So um, anyway, we just, we thank you. Amy, thank you for sitting with me for a minute. Thank and you for inviting me to sit in your van. To sit in the van. <laughs> we hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you are curious or have questions, you have heard her info, and she will love, you know, talking about all Absolutely. the things. So, anyway, have a have an awesome day, you guys, and we look forward to talking to you again in Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, and if you have any questions about the podcast or questions for Leanne, please check out her website at leannhartministries.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-H-A-R-T ministries.com. If you'd like to book Leanne, you can do that for your services or event, and you can go to bookings on leannhartministries.com. 
thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with Leanne, you can do that by reaching out on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, as well as leannehartministries.com.